0: Welcome to City Talks, a monthly podcast looking at the big issues facing UK cities and the latest thinking in urban policy. I'm your host, Andrew Carter, from the think tank Centre for Cities. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to this episode of City Minutes. Today, I'm joined by my colleague, Matthew Coombs, and he's the co-author of our latest report looking at Glasgow's public transport system. The report is called Miles Better, improving public transport in the Glasgow city region. Matt, let's start off with you just telling us a little bit about the focus of the report, what we looked at, and why we're looking at it now.
1: The major focus of the report is that Glasgow is a huge part of the Scottish economy. It currently accounts for 20% of Scotland's economy, more than any major city in Scotland but it's currently not reaching its economic potential. So we calculate that Glasgow is about £7 billion smaller than it should be, and this accounts for 73% of the whole of Scotland's underperformance. So it's a real large part of the Scottish economy. But we also find that Scotland, compared to European competitors, its transport network is lacking. Um, It's not able to connect as many people as it should be, despite having a relatively large network size compared to UK comparators. It's a real important part for us to look at is that what role does transport play in this underperformance? Because the more people a city is able to connect, it gives both greater choice to workers and businesses, making it more attractive. And especially when we start looking at connecting those areas of high concentration with lots of jobs, lots of services, um, and that those areas where private transport would be impractical. And it also comes at a time when actually there's a huge opportunity in Glasgow and in Scotland, because the Transport Act is now giving local transport authorities greater powers over their transport systems through franchising, bus service improvement partnerships, municipally owned bus companies and a whole other range of powers. So at the moment, it's, the report is trying to look at, OK, you've got this huge opportunities. Glasgow is underperforming. Where can you move? what can be done and this is also alongside the fact that there's actually at the local and regional level there's a great appetite to start looking at how they can use these powers to start uh, transforming their transport system.
0: Excellent good okay so um, you started to do it already but just say a little bit about what specifically we looked at and then uh, what did we find so start with what did we actually look at?
1: Yeah so what we started looking at was sort of three different scenarios. We looked at first, how many people would we define as well-connected today, well-connected to Glasgow's urban core. So we found that if you were using one service, either a bus that runs every 15 minutes or a train that runs every 30 minutes, we found found that uh, 900,000 people could get to the city center within 30 minutes. And that's about 50% of the Glasgow city region. So... While well, 900,000, a lot of people in comparison, it's not a huge amount of people. It's connected it to a turbine core. So what we started looking after that is saying, OK, if we started increasing bus frequencies, which some of this legislation will allow us to do, is that how many people could we get in to the Glasgow centre? And this is especially important because in, in Glasgow, there's these express services that runs out to the sides and out into the periphery. That only runs every hour. So if we start increasing those frequencies, how many people do we get into the center? And we found that actually you'd increase the number of people by 25%. So that's an increase of about 200,000 people. So 1.1 million people could get into the center within 30 minutes just by increasing the frequency of their services. But then we were looking at, okay, with the more of these powers, then we can start looking at integrating the rail and the bus services. And that's especially important in Glasgow because Glasgow's got a great um, heavy rail network and it should be really utilized. But at the moment, the bus and the rail network isn't integrated, the timetables aren't together, and the ticketing um, isn't transferable between. It's not like an oyster card system along those lines. So we found that actually you would increase the number of residents just by timing the services and the rail service together by 90,000 people. So overall, you're looking at increase just through these three, uh, these two, th- two different moves of increasing frequencies and integration by 300,000 people. So it would be a increase of a third.
0: And, and we focused on buses and the, the degree of integration because we feel like, well, rightly, that you can get these uh, gains pretty uh, quickly. You don't, they're not long term in that nature, which is distinct, say, from the Clyde Metro, which is a very big scheme involving lots of uh, money, but is going to, by definition, going to take uh, at least a decade or so until it comes uh, on stream. So the buses give us a way to tackle this economic underperformance relatively um, quickly. So you said that what we looked at, you've, you've given some sort of sense as to uh, what some of the, the gains might be in the, in the short run. Uh, Matt, we also then look at and set up a set of proposals about how do we do that how do we use the um the acts powers that you were touching on early on in order to make progress but just just go through some of the the steps that we're proposing
1: yeah so we've looked at a three phase plan over 20 years to deliver a franchise bus network across glasgow while bus service and uh, bus service improvement partnerships are effective in some means they're more limited and not able to specify specific routes, fares, or integrate with the other modes of transport. So we think franchising out of the powers is a real opportunity um, to be taken and what should be focused on. So in that first phase, we're saying that the bus network should be franchised at the SPT level. This is because many of the residents work within neighbouring local authorities and it prevents any um, local authorities not coordinating plans together. So SPT, uh, the Strathclyde. Partnership for Transport should be the lead authority on that. But our, however, as this is happening, we recognise that these things aren't free um, and because of the importance of the Glasgow economy, that Scottish government should be taking a pivotal role in providing the region with initial revenue funding alongside capital funding to support the movement uh, to a franchise network. But once it's franchised, once it's starting to run. The second phase we're recommending is actually looking at a longer-term funding plan. We realise that central government can't always provide providing a subsidy or may not want to. So it's working out how we get local contributions as part of that funding deal. And as a result, we look at it, options around sort of transport policies, including congestion charge, um and workplace parking levy, but we also look at some powers around council tax precepts, um, business rate precepts, and um, income taxes which have been used in other European uh, cities. So alongside that, what we're saying is that there needs to be a funding term, a longer term funding deal. But with that, there should be discussions around is the institution of SPT what it needs to be? Will it need additional powers? And what form should that take? And is it over the right geography? And then... On the third step, we're saying once that is fully set up, whatever the institution is going to look like, the funding term agreed, and once it has the institutional capacity over franchising, we then say that we should be looking at integration with rail. Scotland is sort of unique in the fact that it already has Scott Rail, which is owned by the Scottish government, so it, it might be a shorter period compared to other UK cities. However, because integration has a vital role to play in improving the transport network we believe that's also uh, a necessary third step
0: okay so that's what we find and in the report we also then set out a series of recommendations to actually improve the public transport system in the glasgow city region so just take us through the main elements of what we're proposing
1: yeah, so we're recommending a three-phase plan over 20 years to deliver a franchise bus network across Glasgow and its wider region. So the first phase over the first five years would see SPT lead on the franchising process. As many of the residents work across the Strathclyde region in different neighbouring local authorities, we believe it should be SPT who leads on the process. Because of Glasgow's importance, we believe that Scottish government should be there to fund the initial phases. So we recommend 1.8 billion capital fund over the first two tranches or uh, sorry, over two tranches in the first two phases. And then we recommend that there should be 100 million pounds of revenue support for the franchise network. We've seen this at the UK level, and we believe that the Scottish government should follow on that and help the local authorities um, get the network in place. In the second phase, the Scottish Government would still be providing funding, but the main focus of the second phase is to agree a longer-term funding plan. We believe it could be achieved through a congestion charge, a workplace parking levy, business rate, precepts, income taxes. We've set this out in the report, but fundamentally, the institution as they sit may need further powers. And as a result, Scottish Government and the local authority should be working out what any future authority would need. To help fund their local transport network and across uk and europe we see these agreements between local and central government as how to fund their local transport network so we think this is an important part of setting an effective long-term transport network on the third step we're saying once that is fully set up wherever the institution is going to look like the funding term agreed and once it has the institutional capacity over franchising, we then say that we should be looking at integration with rail. Scotland is sort of unique in the fact that it already has Scott Rail, which is owned by the Scottish government. So it might be a shorter period compared to other UK cities. However, because integration has a vital role to play in improving the transport network, we believe that's also a necessary third step.
0: Very good. Um, you can get more of the details on the report in the report, sorry, uh, as well as uh, all the material on our website, centreforcities.org. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of City Talks brought to you by Centre for Cities. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher by searching Centre for Cities. Please rate, review and subscribe if you like what you heard. You can also follow the centre on Twitter at Centre for Cities or like us on LinkedIn for the latest updates on what the centre is up to. If you have any comments on the episode or suggestions for topics we should cover in the future, we'd love to hear from you. Do tweet us or send an email to info at centreforcities.org. The music was from Palace Fires by Johnny Foreigner. Use with permission and all rights are reserved.